Alright, welcome back everybody to uh, the 5 podcast. This is episode number 4. Um, today's episode we have our top 7 NBA players under 25 years old to talk about. Should be very fun. Um, hopefully no arguments break out, because I'm sure Harsh is going to have Eric Pascal on his list somewhere. No, no, no. Very controversial topic right there. No. <laughs> um, but first, before we do that, we want to talk about uh, just the recent games that have happened. Um, there's been quite a few, uh, you know, big news things that have came out recently, or this week at least. Uh, one of the big ones would be uh, Kevin Durant's going to be out for, uh, is it one week or two weeks? Uh, two weeks, maybe? Two weeks. Yeah, because like he has to like consistently like put out like the negative results. I, I believe it's like two. ten days or so, so like somewhere around two yeah. weeks. Yeah, so Kevin Durant's gonna be facing um, facing a seven day quarantine, and he's gonna miss four games at the best. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, the Nets, um, you know, last night the Nets looked very very good without them beating the Jazz by thirty four points. Um, mm-hmm. The Nets, they had an interesting lineup last night with Torian Prince, Jeff Green, Jared Allen, Kyrie Irving, and Bruce ba- Bruce Brown being the starting lineup. Uh, this is a weird lineup, which obviously, I guess a lot of people didn't expect it to be this good. But it was a very good lineup, and they definitely destroyed the Jets. Yeah. Especially yeah. Kyrie. Like, like, what is it? Like, that first quarter, like a 100% like field goal percentage? Like, that's insane. He was like 8 for 8 or so, I think. Yeah, like, wow. Crazy crazy uh besides that game though the nets have not been very good recently um, True. well i think mm-hmm. they're only four and three and even the yeah, wizards four. beat them no wait they're four and four right now they're four and four right now are they yeah you know the wizards beat them the other day um in free hachimura hachimura's first came back so that's good for the wizards i guess you know that's our wizards talk for the week because they kind of suck Wizard stock for the week. <laughs> um, any other things you guys noticed from this week's games? Steph Curry uh, sixty two. Oh yeah, that, that was. A... That's true. That yeah. is a big uh, storyline for this week. Career high for yeah. Steph. I mean, he is the uh, second oldest player in NBA history to have a game above sixty points. The oldest being Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Dang. Um, this is probably going to be the highest scoring game or highest scoring game from a one player this season, most likely. So, yeah. Um, and you know, be... a lot of people saying a lot of stuff about Steph Curry. Maybe he was washed or something, including several members of this podcast. But, uh, I guess, True. He, True. I guess he proved us wrong. This, this, that, that 62 point performance probably potentially, especially it being against. Damian Lillard and the Blazers that probably at least in my opinion probably put him over in the best point guard uh, talks I still think that Dame has a better potential of being a better uh, point guard this year but given what he just did to especially the person who many have above him I definitely think you have to give him some props there oh uh, yeah and like, it's not like Dame even played bad that game either true he played pretty just, well. But Steph just went on a rampage. Yeah, just Steph. But CJ, though, CJ looks so good. I'm so surprised he's not an all-star. Like, he I mean, was so year? good that game. And, like, consistently, like, for these other games, it seems like CJ's been doing better than Dame for some of these games. And that's pretty important. It's, you know, like, 
for, for how many people talk about Dame being, you know, like the best on the team. And now you have CJ out here, like, putting up equal, if not more, numbers. Like, he had, like, 40-something points against the Rockets. Like, like a, like a few weeks ago, obviously. But still, like, that was, you know, a very big game for him. CJ is very nice. CJ is very good. He is. Um, we have not played the Trailblazers this year. Yeah, you did. Like that. Oh, game we did the is... overtime. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. The game, yeah, and it was like, hard. Come with on, bro. Go on, bro. You can just forget it. It's it hard and Christian Wood bench players against the. Yeah, that's right. Blazers. That's right, and he had dropped like forty-five on us. Okay, yeah. I think what is that? Harden had was it seventeen assists? Oh, was, was that the game where they? They combined for like seventy-seven points or something like that. Harden and Wood. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. So. It was, I believe so. That was. Dude, a, was I can't believe I forgot an, about that game. Unreal game. Yeah. Yeah, it went over. The game too. was great for both teams, but just like, like, for purpose of talking about the Blazers, it seemed like CJ's been having a really good season. So, if he isn't an All Star this season, like that's it's like definitely something's wrong. Honestly. Well, you know, it, it's it's relatively early in the season, you know. I, I'd, I'd give it around, like, mid-season before we talk about, mm-hmm. like, who's definitely like, an all-star and yeah. potential all-star snubs, you know. but mm-hmm. it's, it, it's still too early to call um, who the all-star is going to be this year. True. Uh, one player but that my... I think have a good chance of being the first-time all-star should be Julius Randle. Oh, um, definitely. Yes. That's what I said last episode. Speaking of Julius yeah. Randle, man, the Knicks, though. Knicks have been looking good. Oh, wow. That's the first yeah. time in years people have been able to say the Knicks have been looking good. <laughs> right. Their whole coaching staff is just much more mush- like mature. They're like actually like organizing what they do. And you know, it's been Julius Randle. It's been Emmanuel Quickly. I know Garrett, your guy. Oh yeah. He's Garrett, been solid him. the last few games. Yeah, Garrett tells us. RJ about him. Barrett's been doing good. Been looking good. Whatever. Tell us about Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel quickly. Oh, I I think he's great. I I definitely think he has a lot of potential. I see him in playing Kentucky. He he can definitely score the ball, facilitate the ball. You know, in the preseason, he he see him passing to everybody. He's a quick guy. He can get in the passing lanes, be a pest on defense. You know, just all around pretty decent player. I definitely think he has a lot of potential for this Knicks team, being that hey, they don't have a true identity in the backcourt yet, or the front. Court, excuse me. Yeah. Said that Emmanuel quickly was going to be top three to five and rookie of the year voting. Do you still stand by that, that opinion? Uh, do you um, still stand by that opinion? I think he could potentially, if I see what he uh, did in the preseason, I think he could potentially make an all rookie team. I'm not going to go so far as to say that he's going to be three to five and rookie of the year voting, making him a first team all rookie. I do think, though. I I will uh I'll tone it back just a little bit. I will say that he has the potential to make an all rookie team, whether that be first or second team, most likely second team. But I'll, I'll tone it back, you know, just a little. I don't think he I don't think he'll be like that, but potentially. Yeah, we've had rookies like Lamelo Ball and uh, Anthony Edwards and James Wiseman. Those top three players all have shown out recently. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it shouldn't be any surprise that Emil Quigley is going to be very good in the NBA. Um, Kentucky past Kentucky guards have continuously proven. Tyrese Maxey just last night. Tyrese Maxey, bro. Speaking Absolute of Tyrese Maxey, the 76ers are looking real nice. 
Oh, yeah. Number one in the NBA, as a matter of fact. Number one, one seed. Evan spoke it into existence. I can't believe it. Dude. Cannot. Yeah, that, I mean, that Sixers team is looking real nice. They are. It shouldn't be a surprise um, that Joel Embiid is a uh, number one MVP odds right now, considering how good they are, like y'all said. Um, it also helps that Tobias Harris is playing very well as well. Uh, even one um, player of the month for the East. Or player of the week, I mean. Tobias Harris? Well, yeah, we. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that probably should have gone to like Jalen Brown or like Jason Tatum, honestly. I don't think he was Jalen supposed Brown. to be Tobias Harris. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jalen Brown is playing. But, I mean, hey, at least now they didn't just, like, give that huge five-year contract to, like, a dude who can't play. So, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure he's going to suck in the uh, offseason like he has the past three years. Off Offseason? Or the uh, playoffs, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, was, I was like, what do you know <laughs> what he's doing in the offseason, bro? No, he sucks at pickup basketball. Yeah. He sucks at it. <laughs> Yeah, I wish he'd come but up like, 1v1 me. I'll show him. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, like, the only coach, like, the year when Tobias was in L.A., um, that was his best year, like, you know, like, for his career, I would say. And, it's like, obviously that was because of uh, the coach being Doc Rivers. So I think that has, like, a significant, like, role in how much better he's playing this season than last season. And just, like, the Sixers as a whole, you know, like, you have – like games from Embiid where he's dominant, Simmons is dominant, Seth Curry's doing pretty good. You know, like the pickup of Dwight Howard was nice. Even Tyrese Maxey, you know. I mean, they're healthy right now. So, I yeah, mean, we have... know that when the Sixers are healthy, they are definitely a finals contention team. It's mm-hmm. that that's like in the past years, that's been the main uh, topic of concern for this team. You know, like Ben Simmons being out, Joel Embiid being out, you know. So, we'll just have to ask to and their coaching uh, in the past under Brett Brown was mediocre at best. True. I, I, think, joke, I think that coaching with uh, Doc Rivers as head coach, I think they're ready to make the jump to, say, Eastern Conference Finals or maybe even the NBA Finals. Who knows? Potentially. Mm-hmm. Potentially. They definitely have the uh, the firepower on that team and the talent to potentially do that, especially you know with how the Nets have been playing as of late. You know, They definitely look like the team to beat in the East right now. Who the Nets or the Sixers? Did you say? Uh, the Sixers. The Sixers. Uh, I mean, the Nets are like four and four right now. They yeah. they're looking like a middle of the pack team. Sure, yeah, we know that they are have the potential for much greater, and we mm-hmm. I still have them coming out of the East. But like looking right now, if you like playoffs right now, the Sixers are definitely the team to beat in the East. Yeah, so Sixers. Yeah, even good. though uh, people call me crazy for saying uh, they're a number one seed, but it's whatever. I'll just take my <laughs> W. Like, even though the Nets, it's so early. Yeah, the Nets, they got off to a really hot start, but they've been looking mediocre and inconsistent ever since. Well, yeah, that might be they, like, like, yeah. But they did shake the, off the rust just a little bit with that Jazz game, but, you know, we would still like to see this play out through mm-hmm. multiple games, potentially multiple weeks for us to, like, really consider you like a title contention team you know you have to consistently dominate against everybody yeah jasmine means like basically nothing to me i mean that's an easy team to beat so (laughs) i mean especially how they've built their roster in years you know you got donovan mitchell rudy (laughs) gobert and then maybe mike conley and then i don't really no one else comes to mind at this moment in time that joe wingles 
<laughs> Joe Ingles, yeah, you're right. He's <laughs> coming off the bench these days. I'm I just sure say the Jets. Um, starting for him now or something. Right. What was it, Russ? Uh, I was going to say about the Jazz. I'm bringing this up from a couple episodes ago. They have screwed up their future with that Rudy Gobert signing. They, they really have. I, I'd say so, yeah. They definitely need someone to pair with Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell, as we have seen in the past couple years, like he's he's doing his thing. You know, he had 31 uh, against the Nets. So, you know, we know what he's about. It's just he doesn't really have the supporting cast to help him out. I mean, he did, what was it, against the uh, – Paul George and Russell Westbrook against the OKC Thunder a couple years ago. He did beat them in the first round of the playoffs, but besides that, he has not had a lot of postseason success, but you really can't blame that all on him because he hasn't had the best team supporting him. It's been him, Rudy Gobert, and that's pretty much it. And I don't think mm-hmm. you can um, build a championship contending team with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert as your top two players. No offense to Rudy Gobert at all, but I mean, you just can't. Well, we actually mean all the offense to Rudy Gobert. Um, <laughs> and it seems like Shaq I mean, man's too. getting paid. You can't, you can't get mad yeah, at man for bro, getting paid. He's, you know? he's, he's getting the bag, but we're critiquing him. That, so, like, that's that's the Jazz's organization's fault. That's not Rudy Gobert's fault. Yeah. That's the Jazz as an organization's fault. Mm-hmm. You know. Also, oh, think about it. All of us think about it. Who wouldn't turn down that deal? If you oh, nobody, Gobert, no. nobody would. <laughs> I'd be on a trash team and get like that big of a bag. Well, like, shoot, I'm not calling the Jazz trash, but like, if the Knicks offered, you know, like a, you know, like a five year deal to like like any player, like me for example, I'd take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I don't care if I'm not playing. I don't care what's going on. Oh, if we if we do want to talk about teams that potentially not been doing good, well, at least uh, last night. Uh, the Spurs and Clippers, the Clippers got down by at least, I think it was like 20 points at one point. Yeah. Granted, they did fight back, but... Uh, that was close. They, uh, Thanks to Nicholas yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, that was people. a nail-biter. Yeah, they're 5-3 and three right now. Uh, Ross, since you're the Spurs fan, how do you feel about the uh, Spurs coming out with such a good win against this uh, well, Clippers team? Um, Spurs team has been inconsistent throughout the years, or throughout the late couple of years, but um, and they've been inconsistent this year, too. And uh, But I think that... Uh, they're satisfied with the roster they have, and I'm happy with the win over a good team like the Clippers. So whether this means this is going to be good for this year, I don't know because this team is very inconsistent. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the win, but I don't know if it will amount to much. I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah. One player I do want to talk about uh, in that Spurs v. Clippers game is Patty Mills. Oh, 27 dude. points, 27. eight three-pointers. It, it, he was insane. Absolutely, bro. I, I was watching the highlights earlier. Uh, just every shot he like every shot he was taking was a three point shot, and he was just absolutely drilling it. He could shoot the dumbest shot, you know, turn around like a couple of seconds left and just throw it up there, and he'd make it. It's just absolutely insane. And eight three pointers in one game, it's a career high for him. So, yeah. yeah. And he did it efficiently too. Eight for twelve. That's uh, what is that? Sixty seven percent. It's crazy. Mm. So one thing I'm curious about um like you know like towards the end of discussing the games what do you guys think of like the baseball series structure that we have you know like teams playing the same team you know again back to back would that like help the teams out would that hurt them you know like, would you guys think that it's a nice system to go by 
Uh, I mean, the idea or the reasoning behind why they're doing it is okay, I guess. I personally don't like it because it's kind of boring watching the same team, same two teams play each other, mm -hmm. like back to back or whatever. I think it's kind of boring in my opinion, but like I understand the reason why they're doing it. So I'm not going to complain yeah, about it. Yeah, I, I agree. I would like some variety, but, you know, as Evan said, I do understand, especially, you know, the times at present that it's very difficult to, you know, move around and play all these different teams. But, uh, you know, as a fan, from a fan's point of view, it is a little boring seeing, you know, uh, the two teams play the exact same game, like, two or three straight times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like... Um... The Rockets just played the Kings back to back, and like, you know, it was a good game the first time, and then like the second game was about to come up. I was like, "Damn, we're playing the Kings again!" It's like, <laughs> no point in watching because I've already seen everything. Yeah. So, speaking of boring games, you know, the Tampa Raptors just aren't it. Tampa Raptors. They uh, need to the move Tampa their ass Raptors. back to Toronto because Tampa is not where they need to be. One in <laughs> one in five, one in six, really bad right now. Whatever they are, one in something. Yeah, yeah, they are. What are they? Uh, I think it's one in five. One in five. One in five. And they and they play the Suns today. Well, easy which, dub for uh, the Suns. Easy dub right there. Yeah, I was, I was about to say like if you look at the Suns, they are absolutely mowing through in the league, five and two, uh, second best record in the West at this rate. You know, I mean, especially with the Raptors team, you don't really see a lot of out for them, especially this early on in the season. They're playing good teams, not winning any games a lot of inconsistent play from their players so it's hard for that team mm -hmm. i want to ask you guys uh why has this raptors team been so bad i want to hear your opinions to be honest i don't really know i was expecting this team to come out really well especially you know after uh, losing in the second round to the celtics i definitely think they would have some uh um little edge toward him you know fred van Leet just got that big contract you know expecting him to step up i mean he has he's averaging like 22 points a game but like you know, like the rest of the roster, it's just I don't know, it's just not looking so good. I think that the main reason they're doing bad is because you know they had two uh, really great centers the past couple of years with Serge Ibaka and Marcus All, mm -hmm. and those two guys were really like the anchors on kind of the offense and the defense for them. And so they lost them, and they replaced it with Aaron Baines and Alex Lynn, who just are not the answer for that. Um, I also don't think that Fred VanVleet has been performing as well as he did last year, although he's playing in the same numbers. I don't think he's having the same impact. Yeah. Um, Pascal Siakam mm -hmm. is definitely not the same player he was the past couple of years. Uh, I think we're finally starting to see his ceiling. Um, and he's probably not going to get any higher than where he is now, in my opinion. So I think there's a lot of factors as to why they're not as good this year. Um, I know. But they definitely Those have some bright um... spots as well. Like uh, OG Ananobi has been pretty good. He just needs to be more offensive, and he needs to attack more. I think that'll help him out a lot. And Kyle Lowry's been pretty good too. So, yeah, uh, he's averaging what nineteen and seven point seven yeah. assists a game. So, he's it seems right. like like the top two players, obviously Kyle Lowry and um, Fred VanVleet, but like because they're significantly older than like everyone else on the team, it seems like it's just not like. You know, like not like not on the same page type of thing. Because when you watch the game, it seems like the only two players who are consistently playing hard every game are those two. Now the other guys, like yeah, they're playing hard, but it's like not like they're in a flow. You could say it just seems like it's those two, and then if Pascal can get it going, if OG gets it going, if you know, like it's just a bunch of ifs at this point. Yeah, very inconsistent yeah. so far, unfortunately. 
Mm-hmm. I would like so, to see them turn it around. But yeah. as I said, I think last episode Siakam was held out a couple games ago for disciplinary issues. So I think there's a bit of a team chemistry issue going on with the team as well. It very mm-hmm. well could be. I think it's it probably is a lot of frustration with how uh, bad they've been playing. That potentially could be one of the issues that they're having. Or he's just Tampa. I mean, like... <laughs> or Tampa. Could be. They're not like, used to the hot weather. True. True. <laughs> like, Toronto to Tampa, that's just not it. That's a huge shift. Yeah, for yeah. real. All right, well, we are going to go to an ad break, uh, courtesy of Garrett here. So, Garrett. Oh, yeah. Tell us about Anchor, our sponsor. <laughs> okay, um, the, the next thing that we have is our uh, top seven NBA players under 25 years old. Um, so, what we did here is that we just made a list of our top seven favorite players who are under 25, and they cannot be all-stars yet. So, purely players for the future i guess definitely yeah yes yes the future okay so who wants future. to go first <laughs> I'm, gonna assume, get that I'm gonna assume gary wants to go first because he said that oh i would love to go first i would very much love to uh for number seven for uh top uh seven players 25 and under uh i got jalen brown I'll, now i'm pretty sure this might become as a surprise to you all because you know a lot of people like jalen brown I think Jalen Brown's great, fantastic, very bright spot for the Celtics team. Uh, dip, uh, eventually, you know, one of the top players in the league, if I go so far as that. But, you know, I just think that there are a lot of – I think there are other younger players who I would personally have ahead of him. But, you know, Jalen Brown still, you got to give props to where props is due. Really good young player. I got him at seven. That's interesting because he's a lot higher on my list, actually. Same. <laughs> um, my number seven was uh, DeAndre Ayton even though he's having a very down year right now only averaging like 12 points and 12 rebounds um, yeah, he was doing a lot better last year but I think that he will turn up this year even more and be a, a very important part of this Suns team that has already been really good so he could make them even better so that's why I have him as my number seven mm-hmm yeah, uh, my number seven was also DeAndre Ayton, basically for the same reasons. He's not a main player on the Suns. That goes to Devin Booker, and yes, he's having a bit of a down year. He is still a bright spot for this Suns future. So uh, if he can, uh, of course, play the entire year and not get suspended. so <laughs> Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what hurt them last season. He couldn't get off the... Uh, a lot. What's it, what's it called that he used? Performance enhancing drugs. No, it was something that like made him like pee or something. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. All right. Anyways, Harshak, go ahead. Uh, so for my number seven, I have Michael Porter Jr. Oh, I didn't think Um, about him. Dude, I I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, like, not many people would have thought about him. Yeah, I just think that he's like, like, very talented offensively. You know, like. With his height, you know, like his style of play, like yeah, mm-hmm. I can see kind of like a Kevin Durant type of thing in him. He's mm. like just like overall like a very gifted offensive scorer, and I think with him being out for the last few games, it's not been the best for Denver. But I mean, I mean, they're, wait, they're on a two game win streak right now, though. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like it definitely would have been better with him. Um, but hey, he's still doing really good, in my opinion, and I think he. 
hopefully if he keeps the stuff up, he can potentially be an all star one day. Potentially. Probably. I guess I'll go on with uh, my number six player. Uh, this player, uh, I mean, he's very good. I just don't think he has he gets a lot of recognition due to him playing for a terrible team. I got Zach Levine. You know, he's averaging he averaged like what twenty five points a game last year, something like twenty four, uh, averaging up to, up in the mid twenties again this year. Very good player, great offensively minded. He could just do everything that you need him to. I just don't think that he has been given as much recognition because he plays for Chicago and Chicago has not been good the past couple of years. So I got Zach Levine. Yeah. He's definitely the best player on that team by far. And he's probably going to be an all-star this year. Rainfield, so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Definitely mm. deserved it. Uh, my number six um, is uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander from the Thunder. Mm. Um, he, you know, the Thunder are building him at, to be the next great uh, point guard in this league, or just guard in general. He's, he's kind of a combo guard, so he's he's supposed sure. to be the next great guard, uh, which I hope he does. Um, you know, he was great last season. Um, you know, playing alongside Chris Paul, and they were very successful, and he was a big part of that, um, as well. So I think he's gonna have a great future ahead of him, and he's already. I guess the Thunder team's already kind of exceeding expectations because everyone thought they were going to be the worst team in the league, and they're not currently, even mm-hmm. though they probably will be eventually. Right. So. Eventually, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number six is John Collins of the Hawks. Because, um, again, as long as he can stay eligible and won't get suspended, I think he could be a big role player for, for this Hawks team. He's a good power forward, really, uh, really is. And, of course, he's not the uh, main big man in Atlanta because they have Clint Capella. But I still think he has a lot of potential. For that reason, I have John Collins. I'm at number six. I think uh, John Collins is going to get traded this season. Me too. Yeah. He probably will get traded. But I still think he's a good player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my number six, I, along with Evan, also have Shea Gilchrist Alexander. Very nice. Um. <laughs> I don't know. See, like, I feel like if you can play with a guy like Chris Paul, like, it's like the Chris Paul effect almost, you know, like, you play with him for, like, even one year, and, like, all that knowledge, you know, like, you just get, like, all of that, and then now that he's able to, like, I mean, I'm saying, like, from his year in, uh, on the Clippers to now, it's, like, significant improvement, like, in pretty much every category, you could say, and I think if he keeps this up, especially now, because, you know, if he stayed on the Clippers, for example, he wouldn't even be close to where he is now. But because he has so much more, like, opportunities, you know, like, now with the Thunder, like, all right, you know what, like, it's you on the team right now. It's, like, mainly you. And, yeah, you have, like, the supporting cast, but, like, you are the guy. So I think he has a lot of potential ahead of him. If, obviously, he continues to stay on a team like the Thunder, who obviously won't, you know, trade him anytime soon, but... They'll make him a foundational cornerstone. If he continues to have, like, these opportunities, which I hope he continues to have, like Evan said, it's – he's very special. Definitely, definitely. I I would have to agree to that. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, say my number five pick then. Uh, For my uh, number five, I got, surprisingly, uh, Jamal Murray. No, I I think a lot of you would definitely be surprised where I don't have him higher. But uh, I mean, normally I normally I would, especially you know after the bubble performance last year and what he did in the playoffs. 
I just think he's kind of lost a step since then. Sure, he's having an all right season so far. I just definitely think that he has his next gear that he hasn't reached yet. And he's playing with people like Michael Porter Jr., like uh, Nikola Jokic. He has these great pieces around him. So that has correlated to uh, more team success. But I, I just think that he can do so much more than what he's doing now. Still a fantastic player, uh, a point guard of the future. But uh, just for right now, I have him at number five. I think he'll definitely go back to, or at least close to what he was doing in the bubble. I definitely hope so. Yeah. Uh, my number five is probably a surprise to y'all, but it's uh, Mitchell Robinson of the New York Knicks. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Because he ha- he's been having a somewhat like up and down career so far, uh, but he's finally the main starter for this team, which is good. And he has, I honestly think that he has defensive player of the year potential. Uh, he's already uh, like one of the greatest blockers in the entire league. I think he just needs to cut, cut down on the fouls. Um, but I think he has the potential, the potential to be a defensive player of the year uh, in the future. So I hope he gets the chance to show what he can do either on the Knicks or some other team. Uh, my uh, my number five is Zach Levine. As Garrett said, he doesn't get enough recognition because he's on an absolutely horrible Bulls team. But he has been the center of this team for a couple of years now, and I think he could be an all-star if he were on another team in the East. So for that reason, I have Zach Levine. I'm at number five. I think he's a player that's going to get traded too. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's what he's gonna have to do to win. So, for me, it doesn't uh, matter if the player's gonna get traded. It's just based on their talent and potential. So, mm-hmm. uh, for my number five, I, I I feel like the place they're ranked is pretty decent. I have John Morant at number five. <clears throat> I really couldn't put him up higher because I feel like there's like a bunch of other players who haven't been an all-star yet that have a lot more potential, but like him being so much younger, I think honestly, if he didn't get injured, like for how good he was for that, um, like last season, it was him, Jaron. And I would also say, um, Jonas Valanciunas, like overall, like that team was amazing. And nope, like not nobody expected, but, but like, I definitely did not expect jaw to have like that great of season. So I think, he could potentially be an all-star this year, like though he got injured. I would say like he's like all-star caliber, definitely. Definitely, definitely, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, you had him that low, honestly. Well, see, I have like a like a few other players I think are a tad bit better than Jaw, but mm-hmm. again. All right, Gary, you're number four. Uh, my number four, uh, I, I want another, uh, player that I definitely think has a lot of potential. I, he, not, he could be playing a little bit better this season, but I, I just think, you know, I think he's take taken big steps ever since he's been in the league. Uh, really great on the defensive end, really great in the offensive end. I got surprised. I probably a little, maybe, maybe a little bit too. High. I got De'Aaron Fox. I probably could have moved him around a little bit more, maybe more towards, the bottom ish, but I definitely think De'Aaron Fox, especially you know what he's done on the offensive end, his speed, he is just a bullet on the basketball court. He can get you twenty five a night easy if you wanted to, two steals. Uh, great facilitator with the ball. I just think he is a great talent and definitely the brightest spot for that Kings organization. 
Definitely. That's why they gave him the max. Definitely, max. definitely. Um, my number four was Jamal Murray. For uh, everything that Garrett said earlier about him. Uh, you know, he has the potential to do great things in the league. He just needs to be a little bit more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he put on those numbers he was doing in the bubble, you know, it's a real conversation for like top three point guard if he can put up those same numbers. Yeah, so, he averaged yeah. Like close to 30. Yeah. Maybe even 30. Uh, my number four was actually a tie between De'Aaron Fox and Shea Gilgis Alexander. The reason I have the, uh, both of them at number four is frankly because of their potential they have on their teams. Uh, both of their teams, neither of them are that good, and both of them have a lot of potential for the team that they're on. So I think that's why I have both of them at my number four spot. Yeah, they definitely both have uh, tons of potential. Uh, so my number four is similar to you guys. I have Darren Fox, and um, I think it's unfortunate because, you know, like, Compared to the other guys in his draft class, he's not talked about that much, but he couldn't, like, be, you know, like, I don't know, yeah. not the best out of that draft class, but I think he's, like, definitely, like, one of the best, and it seems like him being in Sacramento, he's not being talked about as much, and he deserves a lot more credit than he gets, you know, like Garrett was saying, like, he's so fast, like, he can be on, like, like at the end of the court and just, like, somehow in, like, Blitz five, him. six, just, like, speed pass, like, it's almost insane how fast he is. And like Evan said, you know, like like for his position, he's a great playmaker, obviously because he's a point guard, but I think he deserves a lot more recognition than he gets. And I hope that um pretty soon, not like not like recent like as of now, but I think he can potentially be an all star if he keeps it up and obviously if the Kings start to win a few more games. Yeah, I, d- I definitely think that he is, he hasn't been talked about as much because he you know he plays in Sacramento. But you know, if you look at that draft class, you know, he, number one, Markel Fultz. You know, a lot of people saw him as a bust. I don't really see him as a bust anymore. Maybe not good enough to be a number one overall pick, but still a really good player. Got Lonzo Ball, a really hyped up player, and then probably the best player in that draft, Jason Tatum. So you know, mm-hmm. with him being in the midst of those guys, it's kind of hard for him to be talked about. Even though he probably is right now the second best player in that draft class. He's not yeah. a lot to talk about. Yeah, he's definitely not the best, but he's definitely up there. Like you said, top two probably. So, hmm. um, so Garrett, your turn. That brings me to yeah. three, right? Brings me to three. Yep. Yep. Top three. All right. Uh, number three. Uh, I got Ja Morant. I I know that uh he is very young and he hasn't uh and he is injured right now, but. What he did the first couple games of the season, what he did last year carrying his team to an almost playoff berth. I think if they had Jaron Jackson Jr., they probably would have made the playoffs. You know, just the amount of potential he has. He can just do everything. Uh, he puts a lot of numbers against anybody. does not matter. I definitely think he is probably the point guard of the future for, like, the NBA as a whole. So I got John Moran at three. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I have him as num- my number three as well. Um, I think that he has potential to be uh, MVP one day. Uh, he really reminds me of uh, Derek Rose a lot. Not necessarily in the same play style, but kind of how, like, yeah, the explosiveness. Um, you know, he's just a great, like, all-around player. I think the defense can improve a little bit, 
but he does everything else really well. Um, and just overall, he has the potential to be like the best point guard in the NBA one day. Oh, most definitely, definitely. Uh, my number three was Jamal Murray. I probably should have put him at number four, number five, because even though he was great in the bubble, he has sort of taken a step back this year. But the reason I haven't put it at number three is because I honestly think he can return to that form uh, that he displayed when uh, he was in the bubble. So uh, for that reason, I have Jamal Murray at number three. And again, he has a lot of potential for this Nuggets team. So, yeah. Uh, for my top three, well, like third, second, and first, it's all been players who've been repeated. But I think for top three, I have Jalen Brown. Uh, I think when you play like with a guy like Jason Tatum, like how great Jason Tatum is, I think Jalen Brown doesn't get enough recognition. And I think last year, he definitely should have been an all-star. It's really surprising that he didn't. And I think Kemba was an all-star, wasn't he? Like, see, I think like Brown should have been an all-star over Kemba, in my opinion. He just seemed think... like like a better player. But like for young player, obviously, me, me, you know, you cannot talk about the Jalen Brown. So I think although he could have possibly been a little bit higher on my list, I think I feel like three is his best position, and he can potentially be an all-star this year, so I'm hoping for that to happen. I think he's definitely going to be an all-star this year, the numbers mm-hmm. he's putting up. All right, uh, I guess that brings me to my number two. Uh, uh, my number two, I got Donovan Mitchell. I, I, I think a lot of the reason why Donovan Mitchell hasn't had a lot of playoff success, you know, as we as we have spoken about on this podcast earlier about how not well ran this organization is. I mean, granted Rudy Gobert is an amazing player, but giving him five years, $205 million. I don't think that is a lot to move this organization in the right direction. You know, Donovan Mitchell, I mean, he's given everything for this organization. He put up 50 points uh, in the playoff game last year against the uh the nuggets i mean sure they did lose 3-1 but not a, not a lot of it's his fault i mean he still put in numbers he's uh going out there playing hard every night still performing at a high level this year i just think he's an all amount or all, all around amazing player he just needs good players around him to th- therefore uh get success in the postseason yeah i think it would elevate him much higher in his career if he's on a different team it's just surrounded with better pieces, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Donovan Mitchell was an all-star last year. Was he? I think. I don't think so. I think so. Was he? I don't think he was. I don't think I don't think he was, yeah. Because like, he was the, the, thinking the West about Devin like, Booker? He was an all-star last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because Devin Booker was a reserve, so. No, because last year he uh, he was a reserve. He had like seven points. Yeah, yeah he did. Donovan Mitchell, uh, I believe, has been an all-star. Oh, he He's was an all-star last year, yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I, 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 my, bad, my bad. I broke the rules. Dang, Garrett. All right, Come dang, on, who's Garrett. Your replacement right now? Who's your Gosh. replacement for him? Uh, my replacement? Shoot. I don't have a replacement for him. I can <laughs> you said just, you had I honorable mentions. Just, what? I, okay, I will move everyone else up one spot, and I guess I'll put uh, Andrew Wiggins at seven. 
Well, all right, hey, never mind, bro. Okay, what? Yeah, like what? I, I, okay. Why is he in your top seven? <laughs> dude, well, he dude. he was like oh, he ten, was but I broke like, but like, uh, if I look back, I had Brandon Ingram on my list, so oh. I took him. Out. <laughs> I was like, wait, he's been an all star. I'm not. I'm dumb. <laughs> so I took out like two players. So I guess that left Andrew Wiggins. I mean, yeah, he hasn't had the best start, but you know, he uh, he's a really talented player. He's averaging like twenty two this year at got twenty four both uh, years prior i think no that's donald mitchell but you know he's just all around good player so well it's not we'll clear, have so andrew wiggins play. at seven <laughs> well we're all talking about number three and number two Garrett goes down to number Back seven, to number seven. <laughs> <laughs> all right well my number two uh i mean yeah oh rockets bias man all right christian what is my number two um yeah there is rockets bias here but he is the next anthony davis um, the comparisons to him are just absolutely insane. Like, if you look at him, his play style is basically the same, except for the defensive ends, uh, where obviously Anthony Davis is better, but offensively, they're about the same. And uh, Christian Woods actually putting up better numbers than Anthony Davis right now. And uh, Christian Woods is a little bit younger than him, so I think he has the potential to definitely be up there in the conversation of one of the best power forwards in the NBA today. Interesting, interesting. All right, um, uh, my number two was Jalen Brown. I mean, he's truly having a breakout year this year, and he's finally fit into his role with the Boston Celtics. And again, uh, like Harsha said, I believe it was Harsha, having a player like Jason Tatum on your team only boosts your value as a player. And like a lot of other players on my list, uh, Jalen Brown has a lot of potential. So for those reasons, he is my number two. Uh, so for my number two, I have Zach Levine. So again, it has been repeated. Um, I think Zach Levine would easily like. I mean, even last night, um, like that game-winning three. You know, it just seems like every year he's been playing, he's gotten better. You know, like at first, it was almost just like he's just a dunker almost. But like after he went to Chicago, I think his like role boosted obviously, but like his like how he's played has significantly gotten better and i think he could be an all-star this year and that's why i have a man number two for his all-star potential for this upcoming season or like for this season interesting i'm oh. wondering who all you have is number one i think i know who it's going to be that you'll have yeah i mean but yeah <laughs> It's too bad because you're not getting my number one. For my number six, I got. No, I'm just playing. What? Uh, no, for my number one, I got Zion Williamson. You know, just he he is. I, there's not really a lot you can say. He's just amazing from the get go. Just absolutely bodying grown men. Uh, a lot of potential. Second year player. Uh, I mean. It's not really a lot you can say. He's just that dude. You have Zion over Jamal Murray and Jalen Brown? Yes, I do. Yo. Wait, Harsha, is he not your number one? No. Ross, is he your number one? one? Uh, Yeah, he is my number one. How? What? All right, let's let's go to Harsha. Harsha, who's your number one, man? Uh, Jamal Murray, bro. Jamal Murray. For real? You got my boy Jamal at number one? For real. Okay, look, look, look. Okay, okay. So... 
wait, 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 might be different is because I structured mine differently. Like mine was like talent, but also like people who haven't been all stars and who deserve it. It's like Jamal Murray deserves to be an all star. Like he's. I have, a, I have a question though. I have a question. Yeah. So, how do you not have Zion at least in your top seven? Yeah. Uh. Well. Hey, see, how do you explain I, yourself, Arjun? Explain yourself. See, yeah, I, I put Donovan Mitchell Zion. on my list, but I broke my list. But I still, I think that my, that your uh, thing probably might be worse than mine. Well, okay. See, I was contemplating between Zion and De'Aaron Fox. Like the only reason, like it might be <laughs> what? List. Wait, but De'Aaron no, 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 Fox is your number like three, though. So I, I, does... I, I no, no, no. Here, <laughs> That's I, my top <laughs> three are players who deserve to be all stars and who are not. That's Jamal Murray, Zach Levine, and Jalen Brown. The rest of my four are players that, like, I think would be like, like, who have very bright futures. Now, like anyone on the put... list could be all stars, though, because like, well, anyone, yeah, but there like... are a lot of players with all star potential, but only uh, twelve uh, players per conference can get the title of. Well, but like Jamal Murray, like, I mean, like, I just don't know, like, how he's not like your guys' number one, like. Oh, he's number one in my heart, most definitely. But <laughs> right now, with how he's been playing, I don't think I can put a number one. I think if we ended, if we, if let's say today the bubble ended, you know, and like the championship was won, all that jazz, I'd probably have him at number one just because of the onslaught he put on during that time. But, you know, you have to put the whole picture into perspective of like he's what he's done and back. what he has done, you know. Well, I was thinking like like when we compare like jamal murray like as top three point guard and the fact that like he hasn't been an all-star like that's why he's my number one like like he's being compared to like some of the top point guards in this league and he's still not been an all-star so like that's why he was my number one potential to be those players like i i think uh a lot of the reason why that jamal potentially hasn't been an all-star yet is because you know it's like how deep the west is you know there's a lot of great young talented players that most definitely could be all-stars but just with the depth that uh if you were to think about the western conference has in the all-star category there's a lot of good players left on the list like last year Devin Booker was not going to make the cut I mean he was he was like a secondary option before someone got injured you know Carl Anthony Towns a really good youngish player that Mm -hmm. did not make the all-star team there's a lot of all-star caliber players he was he was pretty good last year. I mean, he was injured bad. most of the year. Crawford was pretty good, but yeah, as Evan said, he got injured. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying all star caliber players like he can play at an all star level. You know, but like so can Jamal though. Well, of course. Well, Jamal, but, you know, the, I guess, if we're being free, depth. Jamal has never played at an all star level until the bubble. Yeah, that's true. That was the first that's time he played. Have no okay, but like he. Also has like MVP caliber Jokic on his team, so I'm actually surprised that he's doing this well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ross, you said you had Zion. Number That's one, for the right? potential. <laughs> I did. I did have Zion on my number one. Also, want to offer some clarification on my list. I do not have John Morant on my list. Well, number one because he's injured, and I wanted to keep healthy players on my list. And yeah. if he were healthy, and if he were healthy, he would have probably been tied Zion for number one. So. Uh, my number one is actually not Zion either, like Karsha. Mine's Jalen Brown. Uh, okay, yeah. Cause yeah, I, yeah. I, Wait, where do you have Zion then? I don't have Zion on my list. 
Okay, yeah, okay. Wait, wait, I could have swore you said Jalen Brown earlier, though. Did you not? No. No. I had Jalen Brown at three. No, I had Aiden, Shea, Mitchell Robinson, Jamal Murray, John Morant, Christian Wood, and now Jalen Brown. That's... Is that six? Can I not count? Aiden, Alexander, Robinson, Murray, Morant, Wood, Brown. Seven. Oh, shoot. Oh, that's seven. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. So, Anyways, no, I don't have Zion on my list because I don't think that he has the potential that everyone thinks he does. Not that he can't achieve that, but I think injuries are going to hold him back. Hot take alert. I was yeah. like, hot take. He missed the, like almost the entirety of last season because of injuries. I'm just saying with his play style and yeah. his build, that's probably going to be consistency throughout his career. That's why I don't have him on my list because I don't think that he'll be at MVP level because he won't play enough games. If that makes sense. I think he's definitely good. Like the reason I didn't want him on my list is because like like for for NBA fans to say like Zion deserved rookie of the year last year, like really kinda like took a toll. Like like I see like I don't have anything wrong with Zion, but like people who like overhyped him over jaw last year, like that's just like unfair. So like my like entire thing about Zion being you know, like the best like player of his draft class, that kind that vibe kinda like like vanished you know it seemed like he was way too overhyped and almost overrated now he he like, he is doing good this season but i think for how good john Morant was doing this season and last season that's why he deserved the spot over zion yeah um are you ready for a hot take uh no but why oh, not <laughs> <laughs> um it's the reason i had jalen brown's number one is because i think jalen brown is the next Kawhi leonard um, Yo, that's a hot, 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 hot. That's a spicy take right there. What? <laughs> <laughs> what spicy is this? Take. Well, Jalen Brown yeah, is an amazing two-way player. You know, he's amazing on defense. He's amazing on offense. And this year, he's been improving on both of those categories. Just like Kawhi, you know, he's be- he's great at everything. I think Jalen Brown can do the same thing. He's just mad underrated. I think... If you take out Jason Tatum, like, from the Celtics, Jalen Brown, like, could have already, like, had, like, a few, like, all-star years under his belt. Might even be in, like, a MVP convo type of thing. That 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 might be more of a hot take. Jalen Brown in the MVP conversation? Especially the past if, few years, is that what you said? No, 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 no. Like, like, if he didn't have Jason Tatum on that team. Well, I think that Jason Tatum helps them develop a little bit. I think they both those players help each other. Yeah, because they're they're basically like yeah. rivals on the exact same team. They like fight to be the best, better player out of both of those, and I think that is really helpful to that organization. And plus, they're it seems like they're like best friends. So yeah, I just think people don't like give Jalen Brown enough recognition for how good he is. Is but, that like yeah. Garrett putting him at number seven? Yeah. Hey, hey see, if, like, I, if I if okay, I probably see, restructured I, my list, it'd they be didn't a understand bit why you had Zion over Jamal Murray and Jalen Brown. Like, like that's why. Like, I didn't have Zion on my list, but if he was on my list, he'd definitely be like, like, like before, like way before them. I like, didn't have probably like clear, six or five. I didn't have a clear criteria for my list. You I should know, probably do that. Now. Garrett, I'm criteria. so shocked that you didn't have Kyle Kuzma on your list. Uh, no, I don't think he's a top that's seven true. player. No, no. I mean, Kuzma's all right. Kuzma's all right. He's having a pretty good season. But if you take out that rookie year, he hasn't really been himself since. So 
Yeah, last season he was pretty mediocre. So, so. yeah, I wouldn't so say that. I I, I think though. it'd be preposterous if I did put him in the top seven. I think I'd, it'd be an outrage. You don't have a Kostas well, either on your list. No, I no, absolutely not. <laughs> you no, didn't have no. Talon on the uh, thing either, but you didn't have Talon Horn Tucker. What are you You're doing? Right, I, I thought you were a Lakers you fan, Alex Bro, just because I'm a fan of the Lakers doesn't mean I have to put every single Laker player on the list. <laughs> Where's Jared Dudley? A couple of Kentucky players. <laughs> Jer- Jer- <laughs> You're right. I should have put Jared Dudley Jared on the list. Jared Dudley is the oldest guy on that team. Bro, he <laughs> what like, do you mean? He Jared Dudley is 23 young, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe 23 years over the age limit. <laughs> Maybe. We aren't following the rules anymore after Garrett put Dude, no Donovan Mitchell on his rules. list. We've I, I put Donovan Mitchell and Brandon Ingram <laughs> on my list, man. Stop following the rules since then. It's okay. <laughs> I don't follow rules. Rules mean nothing to me. Bro, he put Donovan Mitchell over Jalen Brown. What? Yeah, I did. Like, like bro, a lot over. Like you five places over. Right here, like critiquing my list. Like, what? Well, like, how is Zion over? Hey, all my of list those is guys? probably probably does not make any sense. But I never said it was going to make sense. You know, <laughs> I, I, I that, that's just what I was feeling at that moment in time when I was making the list. All right. Well, this has been an enjoyable episode. I enjoyed yes. hearing uh, Gary's awful <laughs> list. Nice. Um, hey. Yeah, we will be back on Saturday, of course. With all of our specialties, you know, Ross' stat summary, Harsh or uh, Garrett's primetime picks. Harsh is just kind of there. Whoa. It was hot takes. But see, hot, I didn't know like, we were all be take. sprinkling in hot takes. Harsh's spicy I think curry. Episode takes. one, Garrett took my thing. He said yeah, Garrett's take, hot takes. Garrett did take it. I, I, I did say Garrett's <laughs> hot takes on accident. I did say that. Yeah. I did. But hey, I haven't made that mistake yet, so we're good. <laughs> that mistake, we have made other mistakes. That <laughs> mistake. <laughs> so many more mistakes that happen in this We episode, don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. It didn't happen. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, Jalen Brown, you know, he's he's pretty good. You know, so pretty good we can, number seven. We can just like ignore it. We can just ignore that. All right. Well, we're going to check back in on this in a couple of weeks, and he better be number one, Garrett. Jude, if you, I, I might, I might put Brandon Ingram on my list, man. I might do it. <laughs> Watch me, I'll do it. You probably put Anthony Davis on your list. I wouldn't, without it. Nah, it'll, it'll probably be like uh, Jared Dudley, uh, Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, and then probably Jamal. That'll be it. That'll be my list. Hey, this is completely unrelated. Is Jr. Smith still in the NBA? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I, I think he's a free agent, but I don't think he's on a team. What about Deion Waiters? Is he on a team? Mm-mm. I don't think he's on a team either. No. Are both of their careers over? Is that what I'm hearing? Not necessarily, but well, they are NBA champions. Right now, so that's yeah. all right. I don't I mean yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, JR's a two-time NBA champion. So oh, facts. I mean, but yeah, for right now, I don't think uh, it's not looking like they're going to be on a team okay. for now. I don't know why I just thought that all of a sudden, but yeah, they don't have a job right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> you know it's. <laughs> It's very interesting how Jared Dudley made that roster. But yeah, other players can't. Yeah, and he's still on there, and he's still on there. Yeah, he's still on there. You know, Jamal Crawford's yeah, just sitting there waiting for a team to call him up. And no one wants Jamal Crawford, but people want Jared Dudley. Interesting. Hey man, priorities, priorities. 
I also he needs to be back in the NBA is Michael Beasley. They need to get that man back on the team. He was on the Lakers, but like a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Like two years ago? Three yeah, years ago? Yeah. Two years ago. He was supposed to be on the Nets last year, but he failed drug test, unfortunately. I mean that that's like a personal problem, you know, so I you know, Michael Beasley beats LeBron in one v one, so that's all that matters. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, basketball is a five v five thing, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, all right. All well, right. that's so okay. That's uh, okay. Okay. The end of our episode today. We'll be back Saturday. Bye. See ya. See ya.